0: Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for Spirit Tribal and Magic the Gathering. On this episode, I'm going to be breaking down a new deck thanks to Midnight Hunt that this Tribal deck is pretty damn good. Also, speaking of Midnight Hunt, a card got banned. Can you believe it? And then finally, Mark Rosewater. Talking about the reserve list? Are you curious? i hope so so let's get this thing started shall we let's go (laughs) thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining me on this episode i am your host white aka D blanco a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. That's right. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then finally, MTG Ectoplasm.com. That's right. I got my own personal webpage where I put the latest and greatest episodes. And if you want to donate to the show or sponsor an episode just like this one, You can do that there. Now, before I start the show, I got something to ask ask of you, please. I do this every week, and some of you have been doing it. I'm so happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The thousands and thousands of you listening to the show, internationally and domestically, worldwide, thank you for making MTG ectoplasm your spot for spirit tribal and some magic the gathering content humbly humbly appreciate it now i'm gonna ask you kindly as always wherever you're streaming this there's a follow a like a subscribe button there's something somewhere underneath hit that button for me i'm not charging you a dime a peso a ruby an intel, a euro a, 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 a ruble i'm not charging you nothing right i'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart because i love magic the gathering and also Huge, huge fan of Spirit Tribal. And then also, do me a favor. Tell your friends and family. If they're into spirits, eh, you know, they might like it. Especially since the uh, Pioneer Spirit Tribe deck is coming out. Seems like a lot more spirit players are coming around the corner. So send them all way so they can get some good spirit content. Now with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the pleasantries are over and said and done with. It is now time for me to get to segment number one, numero uno. In segment number one, I have here in my hands. You hear here? You hear the rustle of papers? Here in my hands, I'm going to be breaking down a deck. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. A deck, thanks to Midnight Hunt, that got so much better. It's one of the tribes that I've been saying personally, that needed some more love. Unfortunately, it's not werewolves. Unfortunately, I wish it was spirits. It's not vampires. It's zombies. So I'm going to be breaking down. The Hemono's zombie bombardment deck. It's a, a you know, it's a. Uh, oh, Jesus. A Rakdos deck, black, red and. Basically, it's a Goblin Bombardment deck. This zombie deck has some combo features to it, but there's a lot of creature removal, all right? And it has this, the, the interactions, it's limited, but it's heavily specified with dealing direct damage or creature removal. So where does that mean for spirits? Well, You know what, let's get into the deck tech. Let's let's look into what this deck is. And for those wondering, yes, I will be posting an image of this deck on my Twitter so you can see directly what I'm talking about. If you don't know the Twitter, MTG Ectoplasm on Twitter, all right? So let me begin with, it has four carrion feeders, four champion of the parish, Four Gravecrawler. Four Jeddark Ghoul Color of Nephilia. Four Dread Horde Butcher. Four Undead Urgers. Four Mayhem Devils. And four Geographs Messengers. Now, in total, 22 creatures. Not bad, right? And the, All of them under three mana under three mana they have like what Whoa, let me count them up they have three one manas three two manas and then two three manas not bad it's pretty efficient for a triple a typical tribal deck now in spells they have two tragic slip two village rites, and then four goblin bombardments Don't worry, if you don't know these cards, I'm going to end up breaking them down for you. So have no fears, no worries. Now in Land, they have two Blackleaf Cliffs, four Blood Crypt, four Bloodstained Mire, two Cavern of Souls, four Marsh Flats, one Mountain, three Swamps. And then in the sideboard, uh, they have two Alpine Moon, two Engineered Explosives, two Shattered Sprees, three uh surgical extractions three thought sees two more tragic slips and one void mirror obviously we know that's probably more than likely for the Eldrazi matchup so now that I broke them down you're like okay Dwight thank you for sharing the deck now that I see it that's on twitter is this it you're done with the episode no 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 I'm gonna tell you how this deck works what happens is As I said, this is a combo deck. In, in, in to speak of, the whole goal of this deck is to get certain creatures bigger to attack, and then destroy some of your creatures that make it easier for these zombies to get in. They're not worried about their zombies dying because if their zombies die, guess what? You take damage. That's how zombies work. They come back from the graveyard to make your life living hell. Unfortunately for these zombies, they don't have what us spear players have, which is evasion. Thank God to us, we have flying in our spirits so we can get over the land walkers and smash our opponents directly in the face. Unfortunately, zombies don't have this. The only thing they have is we die, we deal damage. So let's look. What happens is they have sacrifice outlets these sacrifice outlets there's about four of them the four are Carrion feeder and what Carrion feeder is like i said it's a one one creature that cannot block all right and basically if you sacrifice a creature you can put a plus one plus one counter on Carrion feeder not bad the next uh, card that deals with sacrifice is mayhem devil Mayhem Devil says whenever a player sacrifices a permanent, Mayhem Devil deals one damage to any uh to any target. So it's definitely not a card that you use for sacrificing, but it it works because of the sacrificing. Next card is Goblin Bar- Bombardment. Kind of weird name since really we're not using goblins in the deck, right? It's uh, a generic and a red. And it says sacrifice uh, a creature. Goblin Bombardment deals one damage to any target. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Any target. That means creatures. That means planeswalkers. That means players. So this is a card. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for it. We'll continue. Then there's Village Rights. Village Rights is one black mana. As an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a creature. Draw two cards zombies they don't care. So, I play this card, I sacrifice my zombie. Oh, well, the person loses a life because the zombie goes in the graveyard and I draw two cards. Yay. I basically two for three what uh I did you two and I got three in a sense. It's kind of weird. Weird math. So it's typically it's simple math. But when it comes to graveyard shenanigans, it can be a little bit more complex. Now, recurring cards from your graveyard. There are two cards that constantly reoccur. Well, I'm not going to say constantly. Let me me retract that. There's one card that constantly recurs, and there's another one that comes back because of its ability. The recurring card is Gravecrawler. One black, a two-one zombie, cannot block. Okay. These are wonderful. That means, guess what? You'll be able to come in, beat them in the head if they have Gravecrawler. Now, it says Gravecrawler, you may cast Gravecrawler from your graveyard as long as you control a zombie. So, if they have multiple black mana out, ladies and gentlemen, and there's a zombie and the Goblin Mardman's out, you're talking potential five points of damage. Just because he's out on the board, and the fact that he can't block. Oh well, I don't care if I lose him. Not like he can block, right? <clears throat> and the next card is Giraffe's Messenger. It's three black men. It's a three-two zombie. It says Giraffe's Messenger enters the battlefield tapped. That's wonderful for us. That means we can fly over and smash him in the head. When Giraffe's Messenger enters the battlefield, this is the part that sucks target opponent loses two life that sucks but it has undying yay for them boo for us undying says whenever this creature dies if it had no one plus one plus counter on it return it to the battlefield under your control with a plus one plus one counter on it so when this creature dies guess what it gets better. It doesn't become a 3-2. It comes back as a 4-2. And it already did well not only two points two life damage to you, but four. And with goblin bombardment, that sucks. Because that's a total of five damage just on one card. I hope you're seeing something here, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, zombies go to the graveyard. They don't care. They're dealing damage. Now, one card that I don't like, really don't like, is Jarred Goldcolor of Nephilia. It's a legendary creature, human wizard, 1-1. One, one. Besides Mayhem Devil, it's the only other non-zombie in the deck. It says, at the beginning of your end step, if you control no creatures with decay, decay decay is an ability that came out in Midnight Hunt, create a 2-2 zombie creature token with decay. Decay says it can't can't block when it attacks, sacrifice it uh, at the end of combat. Okay, so this is a 1-1 creature. That at the end of your turn, you get a two-two zombie, and the fact that oh, if it attacks, it goes away into the graveyard and it cannot block. So what's the point of keeping around constantly attack with it? That's the whole point of the these zombie decay cards. Oh, and because I, I can, it dies. Oh, thanks to Mayhem Devil sacrifice whenever a permanent gets sacrificed it deals one to any target well that comes in handy due to goblin bombardment because i can sacrifice it deal one deal it two because of mayhem double ouch ladies and gentlemen so this is just hey i have stuff on the battlefield and now it goes in the graveyard and now you got to deal with it because ow i hurt not only hurt your feelings i hurt you that sucks ladies and gentlemen Now, the cards that end up beefing up, getting stronger, okay, is Champion of the Parish. This is one of the best cards to come out of Midnight Hunt in Estrad. If you don't know, I'll read it for you. It's a single black 1-1 zombie. Whenever another zombie enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus-1, plus-1 counter on Champion of the Perished. Now, if you didn't notice with Gerald's messenger, I put it on the battlefield, it pumps this guy up from 1, it deals 2 to me to my head, I sacrifice it to goblin bombardment, oh it comes back because I'm undying, it becomes a 4/2 and that gets pumped up uh, pumped up and then oh champion of the parish gets pumped up. So there's two instant pump-ups and he becomes a 3/3 a 3/3 creature. Not including any other creature that you want to put on the battlefield. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. The next card that really gets bigger, gets gets impressive, is Dread Horde Butcher. Now I've seen some people poo pooing this card and saying it's meh. I've seen this card played against me. It's a good card. A really good card a card that I'm going to tell you you may want to keep an eye out on for it. I'm going to read it for you. Dreadhorde Butcher, a black, a red. It's a zombie warrior 1-1 with haste. Remember that word, haste. Whenever Dreadhorde Butcher deals combat damage to a player or a planeswalker, put a 1-plus-1 counter on Dreadhorde Butcher. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, if you get hit by this guy and you've got no spirits on the battlefield to sit there and tap it or block it, it's going to get bigger. It's going to get bigger really quick. There's still more that I haven't read on this card. Ready? One more sentence. Dread, uh, Dread Horde Butcher dies. When it dies, it deals damage equal to its power to any target so let's say it gets into you for maybe once maybe twice oh there's goblin bombardment oh hello goblin bombardment you sacrifice this you're taking three to the head and you've already taken uh not only one damage by it but you're already taking two damage for from it and then you take another three the three from it oh come on man That's total of six damage just on one card thanks to Goblin Bombardment. No bueno, ladies and gentlemen. No bueno. Now the only card that I'm like a little iffy on but I think does fit the deck well is Undead Augur. It's two black, a 2-2 zombie wizard. Whenever Undead Augur or another zombie you control dies, you draw a card and lose one life. Unlike... Spirits, our spirit tribe, where's the card draw? We have zero card draw. Zombies, on the other hand, eh, it sucks that they may be, well, it sucks for them they are losing life. Yay for us, because we want them to lose life. But they're filling up their hand and filling up the graveyard and potentially playing cards from both graveyard and hand. Scary, scary thing. Now, the key cards in the sideboard that bother me the most, I'm going to be honest with you, that bother me the most because we are a spirit tribe are three. Surgical extraction. Because if they end up taking some of our key cards or one of our key cards, they're gone forever. The other card is Thoughtseize, because one thing I do not like is that they get to remove cards from our hands that may be necessary for their defeat. Ex- I'm going to get there when I get there on how we're going to beat this deck. Then Engineered Explosives. I do not like in- Engineered Explosives. This card bothers me, especially, especially the fact that you know if you're playing an Azorius deck, not good because you're applying a two colored deck. It bothers me and bant. why? because more more than likely all your creatures are what two colored creatures and I know how it works, ladies and gentlemen. you're like, oh toy two colors have nothing to do with it's more like two mana. Well, yeah, you're right. Two mana. How many spirits are in our deck that are two mana? a lot. A lot. So I don't want you thinking, ladies and gentlemen, I just poo-pooed and just brought down the house, and you're going, great, Dwight. This is a zombie deck that is tough. It's going to, if if we kill or deal damage to these zombies, they go to the graveyard, it deals damage to us or it deals damage to the creature, and there's no way to win because they constantly get card draw show up the hands and go i am a sacrificial lamb and spirits is meh no 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 ladies and gentlemen i have here in my hands the key to victory otherwise than that i wouldn't have done this episode i would have just well, i'm gonna be honest Put them, you know just get the broom like the cartoons and swept and swept and swept and put the dirt underneath the rug But no, I'm going to be honest with you. There is a key to victory. There's several keys to victory here. And how do we do it? Bant and Azorius have the same common goal, the same direction. Yes, Azorius is more interactive. Bant is one of these tribes, is the spirit tribe where it vomits out creatures. Two different ways to go but they need to do the same thing. Ready? Be quick. That's it. Just be quick. What do you mean by be quick? Ready? You play your eighth of vials or you play your collective company ASAP. Real quick. Why? Because the next thing. <sighs> Sorry. I had to catch my breath there. Hexproof, hexproof, hexproof. That's the thing. Hexproof, hexproof, hexproof. We need rattle chains. We know we desperately need drug school captain. If you got uh, what's your name? Oh gosh, darn it! I wish I would have wrote it down. Kira, the great glass spinner. There it is. If you have Kira, the great glass spinner, in in your sideboard, mm, you may want to put it on board. Uh, game two. Well, the only thing that sucks is that. They may sacrifice a zombie. Okay, the first one gets countered. The second one does not. But that's where Hexproof comes in heck- handy. Next thing, Spell Queller. There's certain key cards that we're going to need to use with Spell Queller. Dread, Horde, Butcher. Hands down. This is one of the cards that I, I'm telling you it's just mean and wrong, and it sucks the next one goblin bombardment obviously this is what makes the deck sing one of the major things that makes this deck sing next one mayhem devil why because you're sacrifice they're sacrificing all the time at this deck if they're sacrificing all the time and this creature deals oh you know what whenever they're going to sacrifice something it's going to deal a point to you or to any permanent let me make sure i read that right yeah it deals one damage to any target yeah sorry spell queller, you got to get at these boys so dread horde butler no, dread horde Dreadhorde butcher mayhem devil goblin bombardment those are three cards with spell queller guess what we also have skyclave apparition you want to know which cards are we got to use with skyclave apparition Dreadhorde but, uh, Butcher, Mayhem Devil, Goblin Bombardment. Why? Because it c- removes them entirely from the game and it gets exiled. Makes sense, right, ladies and gentlemen? That's simple. Th- those are the keys to victory. Now you're going to go, Dwight, well, how about the sideboard? What cards could we sideboard in? I'm glad you asked. Realistically and honestly. Chalice of the Void. Chalice of the Void. The reason why I say Chalice of the Void is because it's easy because of the fact that they have a total of five cards here, or a total of, let's count them up, that's 12, that's a total of 16 cards in their main total that are affected by Chalice if you put it at one. Now, if you put it at two, you have a total of another... 16 16 cards that are affected at two so the question is you pick your poison do you go for the carrion feeder the champion of the perished and the gravecrawler tragic slip in the village rites or do you go after Jarda the Ghoul Caller of dread Dreadhorde Butcher the Undead Augur and Goblin Bombardment it's your call The same. Now, one card. If this deck ends up making more noise, honestly and realistically, I'm going to tell you a card that you—it's a moral imperative. No one says much about it. You're hearing it here, maybe not even firsthand, but I'm going to tell you, you're hearing it here first. Numero uno. That is sanctifier and Vec. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, Sanctifier Invec is a card that you need to add into this deck. Especially in the sideboard. Now, Sanctifier in Vec, it reads, it's two white, a 2-2 human clerk. Cleric. Unfortunately, it is not a spirit. sorry it is not a spirit but it does have protection from black and red i guess rakdos the deck that we're facing is black and red two two guess what ladies and gentlemen they can't do nothing to this card we can block all day with this card and not worry about anything and fly over wonderful right there's more when Sanctuary enters the battlefield, exile all cards that are black or red from all graveyards. You know that recursion engine, that stuff that was going on in the graveyard saying it could come back? No sir or no ma'am. Not going to happen. Not today. This basically puts a stomping in their back end. Right? Let me continue. If a black or red permanent spell or card could could not be on the battlefield and be put into the graveyard, exile it instead. So guess what? If it goes into the graveyard, it's exiled. That's wonderful, isn't it? So anything that's there, that's there originally, gone. Anything that's going there now or later, gone forever. This is great, ladies and gentlemen. This is a key card. This benefits 110% for the deck. So I'm just telling you right now, in the near future, if this deck ends up getting out of control, you may want to invest in Sanctifier and VEC. Just throwing it out there. Now, what pisses me off is one of the cards that I enjoy the most. The card that I, I love playing. Is useless. Mausoleum Wanderer. Mausoleum Wanderer is a waste. Why? Because there's a total of four cards total in the entire deck. That's right. You have fifty six other cards in the deck, but four. That's it, and that's Tragic Slip, and Village Rights. I'm going to tell you right now. If you have. Mausoleum Wanderer in your hand, put it out there immediately and start pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding. Did I just say pounding? If you didn't hear me say pounding, I'm going to tell you, pound your opponent over and over and over and over again, and don't be afraid to block with Mausoleum Wanderer because it's not going to do anything for you. I hate to tell you, it, it's not a dead card in your hand, but it's not going to benefit you because the the usual... The fact that you could sacrifice it, encounter an instant or sorcery, go after your opponent, beat them, and if that means throwing out spirits out there just because it it helps, do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that right there is Rectos Zombie Bombardment. I just don't want you to forget the key cards that we need to keep an eye out on for. Because those are the key cards that we're going to have to make sure that we take out because if not, you know what, it's going to be a long day for you. It really is. Dread Horde, Butcher, Mayhem Devil, Goblin Bombardment. Don't be afraid to use your quellers. Do not be afraid to use your apparition guy skyclave apparitions but you got to back them up hex proof hex proof hex proof well there you go ladies and gentlemen that's the end of segment number one and segment number two there was a banning you didn't hear about it you didn't hear about it no I know, I'm one of the weird people who go fishing and searching on Watsi's website for just nonsensical things, and I happen to be stumbling upon a banning. And the funny thing is, the banning didn't come from Watsi in general, it came from their customer support. Kind of weird, right? This is the first card to be banned in Midnight Hunt. So for those right now cracking up in your packs and going, I wonder with if it's a mythic or a rare or an uncommon, a common, ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee it's one of those above. And that card is... I'm going to keep you here in suspense for a second. Anyway. Piffing Needle. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Piffing Needle has been banned in Historic Brawl and Brawl. Are you shocked? Can you guess why? Do you even care? I just, I have to ask these questions. Now, if you're shocked and you can't guess why, here, let me explain. This was explained to us through Watsi's customer service, and they said it's because it basically disables the abilities of all of uh, well, not all, but the majority of commanders. It makes them completely meh, makes them awful. It causes. An ability that causes Commanders to not be fun. It takes away from the fun environment. I thought that was the point of Commander. I thought that was the point of CEDH. I thought that was the point of Brawl, where you play against your opponent and you make their life miserable because you have all these wonderful cards and you want to stack them together because the fact that you can And that's one way to beat your opponent. Make their life miserable. You don't want them to, you know, go, oh, I'm throwing these cards in the air and I'm done with magic gathering forever. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you want to win and you want to win really, really well. You want them to go home and crying to mommy and going, hey, my deck sucks, and then they figure how to work the deck and they improve the deck and they come back and make you do that. But unfortunately, they say Piffing Needle is too strong of a card for Historic Brawl or Brawl. So good day. Arriba der Chi. Mushi Mushi. Konnichiwa. Have a good one. Happy trail. Tell me, what are your thoughts? Reach out to me at mtghectorpleasim at gmail.com. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me on my point of view where I'm like, Meh. Not that I don't play historic brawl or brawl. I'm just like, isn't this magic? Isn't that what magic is about? Stifling, Stifling others ways of playing cards and having them trying to figure a way around it. I hate to believe that historic brawler brawl doesn't have artifact removal. It's the same. Just throwing that out there. Now in segment numero tres, number three, Mark Rosewater... Speaks about the reserve list. Now, I don't know about many of my listeners here how you feel about the reserve list. I know my brother-in-law, he started playing magic again, and he loves magic. He just doesn't like the reserve list. He and I had, you know, a very good, boisterous debate on it. I would love to bring him on and maybe debate it again. But let me tell you what Mark Rosewater says, and then I'll share with you my thoughts. And this is what Mark said. I spent years trying, meaning he was trying to get rid of it. I don't think it's going away. I can't go into details, but I think you all will be happier if you accept that, it's not going to change. So what Mark is trying to tell you is that he's been going out of his way trying to destroy, eradicate, dismember, mutilate the reserve list. He wants it. He wants to print cards. He wants to build uh, a print black lotuses and your moxes and the dual lands power nine why not but due to some someone maybe the higher ups at Hasbro maybe it's the community within watsi itself are saying no No, we will not retire the reserve list. It will not, we will not rescind it. And he's basically telling us, you know, he's one of the head people there and he's been trying and it's not going away. We need to just say enough's enough. Just keep it moving. Just smile and be happy with what we have. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you my thoughts. I know many of you will disagree with me, and that's great. I love diversity of thought. I love when I can disagree with you, and you can come back at me going, without insults, okay, let's, let's have an adult conversation. You treat me like an adult, I will treat you like an adult. And this is what I have to say. Magic the Gathering. Is a collectible card game. Now, I want you to remember the first word I said there, collectible. Now, what's the point of having collectibles? That means you get to go and get something you you basically give money to to get something that you enjoy that will be in short or limited supply. Then as time goes on, maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years, because the fact that it wasn't reprinted, it goes up in value, making demand sometimes of that particular card going up because of the value of the card or the power level of the card itself. Now, some of you are going, Dwight, well, that's great. I'm glad you brought up the collectible. The, black, the one part that you're missing out is the card game. It's a card game, Dwight. You're right. It is a card game. I hate to tell you, these are wonderful, wonderful, rectangular-shaped art pieces of art with great rules text to it to the most complex game ever created in the world. Think about that. You are right now one of the fewest people on this planet there's usually you about what twenty million to twenty-two million Magic the Gathering players around the world, and you are one of the few that are playing this game around the world. This is a planet that's filled with nine, almost nine billion people. Without you know knowing it, you're putting your hard-earned money to a card game, and guess what? Some of it has great value, and some of it is other. Just trash. Let's be honest with you. No more than what 10 to 15 cents a piece. Trash. But that trash has value. The only reason why I say it that way is because several years ago, there was a, a, a Zendikar set and they had the full print waste lands. Not waste but waste, the basic land, lands out there. And people poo-pooed them. They were like, oh, these are just trash. These are garbage. I don't want these wastes. People were throwing them out like they were a dime a dozen. I was one of the few people going, you don't want your waste? I'll take your waste. You think it's a waste of time? I don't think it's a waste of time. I'm taking them. I probably have literally maybe 250 to over 300 extended art wastelands. You know how much each of them are valued right now, ladies and gentlemen? Between $2.50 to $3. And why? Because people didn't see the intrinsic value on them. Am I a bad guy because the fact that nobody wanted them? And I said, sure, I'll take them. No, because I knew the value. I know for a fact that people didn't give a damn. That's what made the value of the card wonderful. And once we start going around saying... The value of these cards don't mean anything. it I'm not saying it takes away from the game, but it really takes away from what you could do with the game. Now, I know some of you are going, well, Dwight, I want to play with dual Lands. I don't think it's fair that back in the day, players like yourself were in the game, and you could get Duel Lands. I'll be honest with you. I bought dual Lands at $5 or a pop. $5. $15 sometimes, depending on the card. Hell, I remember what? Uh, force of Wills. Force of Wills, $5. Like it was nothing. Now it's a what? A hundred-something dollar card? I understand that some of you, you're, you're like, that's not fair. I wasn't born. I wasn't around that time, but I want to play with these cards. But let's be honest with you. How many people are playing with these cards realistically? Now I know some of you, oh, Commander. I play Commander and I, I could use this Commander they're substitutes you really don't uh, let's can we be honest with one another do you honestly need the old school dual lands no would it be nice yes yes it definitely would be nice but you don't you don't need it it's not like a moral imperative like the world's gonna end today because the fact that you didn't get your dual land Let me ask you if you're pro getting rid of the reserve list, do you not care about any value in any card that you own? I know some of you are like, well, I don't care because the fact that I don't have one. I could give a damn if a card is so a certain amount of money because I want it. Let me ask you your favorite card. It's worth a certain set amount. And once it goes, screw it, we're going to make now millions of copies of it and your price tank of that card drops. Are you going to be happy? The whole point of collecting, ladies and gentlemen, is for its value, for it to go up. That's the reason for, you know, comic books, the reason why they made them is, is because the fact that readers could escape Life and the fact that, oh, guess what? They were made a certain time and now there's a limited amount makes them intrinsically valuable. And for those that are against the reserve list, just think about it. You saying resolve, you know, dissolve it. You're, I'm not saying you're going to destroy the game. I'm not saying that. Not one bit. I'll never say that. But what you're doing is destroying the value of the game. Well, people go, why am I going to spend money on cardboard, these cardboard rectangles, when they're worth nothing? Am I wrong? Am I right? I don't know. This is my opinion. Share your opinion with me. Let me know. It's okay for us to disagree. I'm not gonna call you a poo-poo head or peepee head or whatever other head you want me to call you. I'm not. Let's let's talk. Let's be honest with one another. Reach out to me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts. Because I definitely, definitely would love to hear from you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me say that this is it. We're done with today's episode. So I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen. thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the show. And the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say that's bullshit. See you next time.